Welcome to the Sidious Mag Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Chavez. The Sidious Mag Podcast is presented by Garmin. This is a sponsor and product that I use daily. Garmin has released its latest round of Forerunner GPS running watches, and there's plenty to be excited about. The newest watches include the Forerunner 255, 255 Music, 255S, 255S Music, Forerunner 955, and Forerunner 9055 Solar. The Forerunner 255 family is the upgrade from the super popular 245. It's got all of your favorite functions from the previous edition and more battery life, Garmin Pay, and some cool features including a multi-band GPS, race day widget, and a morning report. So let's start with the multi-band GPS. This means that there's two signals from satellites coming down onto your watch to improve the GPS tracking so that your runs are more accurate with measuring the distance run and the pace that you're going at. The map also looks super clean once it shows up on Strava and Garmin Connect, so it shows that you're on the sidewalk and not in the middle of the ocean on those waterfront runs in the middle of the summer. The race day widget connects with the Garmin Connect mobile app and gives you a countdown to the number of days until your next race. It's got a pace pro feature that helps you stay on goal pace and factors in the race course if you load it onto the watch. They've got a projected race day weather forecast, and if you're up for it, they'll even suggest some workouts on what you should do for your next run to get you ready to hit your goals. It's fun and easy to get on your watch screen. The morning report is brand new and similarly gives you the day's weather, what you've got on your calendar for the day, and a recovery score that's pulled from your heart rate variability so you know how fresh you may feel for that day's run or workout and how you slept the previous night. For my triathletes out there, there's also a new triathlon mode so you can bike, swim, and run all during the same activity while logging your transition times. Take a look down at your wrist. You may have had that thing for a while. Treat yourself and upgrade today. Visit Garmin.com. And listeners, I have an update for you. Garmin has launched its summer sale. The Forerunner 255 Music is on sale for $399.99. They're also running sales on previous models of the Forerunner series this summer. So check those out today at Garmin.com. A moment now to shout out all of the supportive listeners that helped make this show possible. Many thanks to everyone who has backed us on Patreon. It seems like we've picked up several new followers, fans, and backers since the World Championships. You can catch all of our work from Eugene on YouTube, this podcast feed, Instagram, Twitter, and our newsletter. Our Patreon backers played a pivotal role in helping make all of it happen. So thanks everyone who has signed up in the past two weeks. I'd name you all, but it just takes way too long, and I'm sure everyone wants to get to this interview. If you want to join the loyal legion of backers that keep us going strong, sign up today at patreon.com slash Mag. On Patreon, you can donate anything from a dollar a month, and we even have some people who contribute 20 bucks a month. This all helps with travel, on-location coverage planning, editing, and so much more across all the different Sidious Mag shows. For those of you who are unable to commit to a monthly contribution, you can also make a one-time donation by sending any dollar amount over to Sidious Mag on Venmo. Consider Venmo like a virtual tip jar. We had a bunch of people chip in and send some tips on Venmo. Again, way too many people to name, but I appreciate the generosity. And last but not least, I'm grateful for all of you who take a moment to shout out the podcast on your Instagram stories and on Twitter. If you enjoy the episode or have a big takeaway, let us know. And if you haven't already done so, consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes' Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Thanks, everyone, for your support. What you're about to hear is one of the many interviews that we recorded on Sidious Mag Live during the 10 days of the World Championships. It was our daily show on YouTube where we kicked back and chatted with some of the biggest athletes and personalities from the sport in our own backyard in Eugene, Oregon. If you want to watch the video for this interview, I've included it within our show notes. You can also find a whole playlist of the Sidious Mag Live shows on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe on there because we're planning to do more of these in the future at other major meets and events. 
So on behalf of me, my co-host Kyle Merber and John Anderson, as well as my producer, Mac Fleet, thank you for listening. And now we're going to bring on someone who's just as big of a track fan as the three of us here, world-renowned comedian, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf, come on out here she and join us. Stand-up. She can do sit-down, which is always Yeah, sit-down, right? not stand-up this time. Yeah, sit-down, yeah. Oh. very impressive. Hello. Hey, Michelle. Hey, hey. Hi. Hi. You can grab anyone. Pick one. Yeah. Hello, everybody. So, you Michelle. Look like you're on Team USA with your stuff. Uh, I, listen, I packed for like six weeks on the road and I couldn't include everything. <laughs> so, when I got here, USATF gave me a bunch of stuff and I was like, that's what I'm going to wear. We have Beautiful. a rack of clothing behind you. You can take great. anything you I'm want. I'm going to wear some of that too. <laughs> yeah. So, Michelle, like, I, when we've connected about this a, a couple months back, about you, the chance to get out to the World Championships, you're out here. First time seeing Hayward Field, first time being up close with some of these top professional athletes. I mean, what's this like for you? And and, and I guess, could you lend a little bit of context for, you know, where this passion and, and fandom for track and field started for you? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I did track in high school and college. Uh, I mean, not very good, but um, uh, and I've just been a fan of the sport. I absolutely love to watch it. I, you know, I watch it on my computer, phone, you know, wherever I'm at. It's always on the phone. It's right? always on a phone. It's always <laughs> it kills my battery. I know. How much track. I'm always just watching. I'm like, I'm like, who is it? Who is it? Everyone's very small. Uh, yeah, all the distance runners are so tiny. Anyways, yeah. I'm trying to find them. Um, but uh, yeah, and I had never been to a big meet before. No way. So, I mean, not outside of college, but like, you know, so I was um, I was on Allie's podcast and she was like, are you going to go to Eugene? And I was like, I would love to go to Eugene. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was with the help of you, actually, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got set up with some great guys here. And uh, I feel like I'm at first of all, I feel like I'm at Disney World. Yeah. And I'm also so embarrassed because I'm such a fangirl. And I follow all these people on Instagram in a way that I'm like, I, sh- I gotta get more friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Disney, like you're walking around, there's Goofy, there's right, Donald yeah. Duck, there's Minnie. And, and I'm just like, like hi! And I'm like, <laughs> I don't wanna be. <laughs> well, that's the funny part too, is that I feel like with some celebrities, they have people who run their social media accounts. And when there's someone who, you know, sees Michelle Wolf commented on this person's Instagram. They're like, oh, that's probably just a social media coordinator just commenting on other pro athlete accounts or, but it is actually you. Yeah. My social media is actually me unless I say something that <laughs> no one likes. And then it's someone, then it was the someone intern. else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the guy <laughs> I hired. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really, I mean, I, I'm really on there and I, um, I just, I love track. I think it's like, it's the most thing, fun thing for me to watch. I'm like in awe of these athletes. I can't believe we all have the same bodies and <laughs> this is what they're able to do. And because I'm sure like all of us have been on runs where we've tried to push ourselves mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, I'm, I don't know how you get there. <laughs> You've worked running into some of your stand-ups, uh, stand-up jokes. I have. Yeah. I have, um, I have a couple jokes. It's hard to joke about running. Cause <laughs> I think like the audience, a lot of people, when you talk about uh, running, just in regular life, I think a lot of people hear like, well, like I run, they hear um, uh, uh, like you don't run, you're lazy, you know? And, oh, like it's an attack. Right. Like me yeah. saying I run is like an attack on them not running. 
Um, and I'm sure you know, like the one of the things you get asked is like, well, how are your knees? Are your knees okay? And I'm like, you don't care about my knees. Like you want my knees to hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, so when you try to do it in stand-up, it's like, it's very hard to make it relatable. Um, but I, I've been able to do a couple bits. I have a couple stories about um, getting chased while I've been running. And uh, I think in my first special, I said uh, that um, uh, I run, but I have no idea what I'm training for. Because <laughs> it's, unless someone's going to chase me at like a moderately slow pace or something <laughs> like that. It's funny. Um, like, I feel like runners suffer from the most recycled jokes of all time. Yeah. Right. Like, like oh, my car. Run. My oh, car stuff. doesn't go. Yeah. Exactly. What are you running from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. There's like four <laughs> jokes and they all suck. So for a comedian, like that must be especially painful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to find my way in and, you know, maybe one day I'll get like a running specific set. Ooh, that would be right cool. Right here yeah. in Crackdown. It's yeah. probably yeah. <laughs> be a good audience. I got a good buddy who tells wrestling jokes, but he's only he's the sets only when he's in Iowa right. or when he was in Oklahoma or places where where they can understand. Like, oh look, they got cauliflower ears. These people, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I know yeah. who to go to. The City of Mag podcast, like yes. a bunch of nerds watching. Yeah, like, yeah. we got you. Thing yeah. is hard. As somebody who's done the barman like seven, eight, or nine times, like there just aren't that many track shows. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you don't can, want you don't want to offend them. Right. You can only poke at the people so often. Right. And it's, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You know? And it's like I'm not I'm not in their shape. So I don't know. What am I going to make fun of me? I'm going to yeah. make fun of me. It's right. probably what I'm going to. Some do. runners are sensitive too, like. Yeah. yeah so. But. Yeah. You never. You and you can never really tell. Like when it's. <laughs> I don't know. My line is so much further than everyone else's line <laughs> that I have to sometimes be like. Remember, you're talking to normals. <laughs> uh, that's what we call non-runners. <laughs> no, that's what I call non-comedians. Non-comedians, yeah. okay. Gen pop. Yeah, yeah, gen pop, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been doing while you're in town? Um, I mean, I've been going to the meets, and then um, I've been doing this really fun thing with Hayward Magic where we do, it's called Loosen Up with Michelle Wolf, and um, it's me and another athlete getting physio massages. <laughs> And uh, I kind of interview them, and there's like a little camera uh, below the little head hole, I guess. These are technical terms. And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's been really fun. Like, I've been trying to ask them completely non-track related questions because I feel like, you know, obviously mm -hmm. they've they've been through the ringer. So. Who's been on the table with you then? Uh, I have some great people. I've, I had uh, Grant Fisher. I had Marquise Dendy. We talked all about Who's him funny, yeah. delivering his baby uh, Tom Brady style in his bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great story. Uh, <laughs> um, Grant, we talked about his love for Huckleberry Jam. Uh, I'm really getting the stuff that people need to know. But that's uh, important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just heard about Rise Seven Day Bender. You know, like that's yeah. that sort of stuff. It's you know, personality, and then when you see him on the track, and like, yes, we're interested to hear about the technical stuff and how many steps he's taking between hurdles and why. Right. But like, if you're gonna root for someone, you want to know him. Yeah, and I, I like, I want people to love track as much as I do, and so it's like, you know, if we can get them to like latch onto people's personalities, because a lot of these guys have big personalities. You know, like, um, I talked to Ryan Krauser about fishing, and yeah, he loves um, to fish, that guy. Yeah, and and about how he throws fish back. I was like, 
do you throw them aggressively? He was like, it's very, no, I'm very humane. And I was like, that's that's nice. <laughs> Catch and release thing. Right, That'd be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, just you know, do you, do you launch them? Do you, maybe the fish would like it. I don't know. <laughs> so it's it's not just you know running and and the track with you. You've also got a little bit of a field background, and you 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 follow those really closely as well. Yeah, I did. I did high long and triple jump. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, all the field events. I'm I'm fascinated by throwers because that's the one that I think most of us are most removed from um, unless you did it. And uh, watching them up close like that and seeing how fast they spin and, like, I don't know. I mean, Valerie's probably the best example of it, like how, like, dancer-like she is. But even those big guys, like, you know, to see them spin like that and kind of get that much the momentum is it's really really cool we've both been picked up this week so yeah. a couple yeah. of times raven saunders i mean <laughs> tossed me over her head like yeah. nothing <laughs> and then joe picked you up yeah with yeah. Uh, in the photo his face is a little red i'm guessing from the sun i don't think it's because of how much i weigh uh, <laughs> uh, at least that's what i'm telling myself no. the throwers come here and chris looks like a keychain yeah. yeah basically is what he's saying here you know and they yeah. look like they can just toy with him when it comes through like that yeah i'm literally on the table with ryan and his arm is out and my arm is out and i'm like can you believe these are both arms like, <laughs> they, they're in theory serving the same function right yeah <laughs> like we both like open doors <laughs> right, right. you know how heavy this mic can get if i do you know three sets right. at night? that's really that's <laughs> yeah yeah i'm getting a, i'm really working out i don't know right, my forearm my is forearm very slightly sore. yeah <laughs> The Sidious Mag Podcast is also brought to you by Article One. Article One is an independent eyewear brand on a mission to create athletic sunglasses that transcend sport. As runners, the designers behind Article One had never found a pair of technical sunglasses that matched their style. So, they decided to make their own. Designed with your entire day in mind, Article One takes you from a long run in the morning to drinks on the patio to wind down in the evening. Their timeless silhouettes paired with technical components like adjustable silicone nose pads, polarized lenses and spring hinges create running sunglasses that stand alone. I run in Article 1's park frames in amber on my runs in Central Park. They're perfect for the summer with polarized lenses that block out 100% of UVA and UVB rays. When you're going fast, you hate when sunglasses start to slip or bounce around. That's no problem due to those silicone nose pads which adjust to any size. They also have ends that wrap around the ears for that little bit of extra grip. I also just rock these walking around the city and sitting poolside. They don't look like your typical running sunglasses. They've got the look of the type of sunglasses you'd pick up in a store in Soho. It's been a long time coming, but Article One just released their newest evolution of their active frames. Say hello to Clifford, the H, Baron, Emmeline, and Moon. Article One is offering 20% off to Sidious Mag listeners with code Sidious at checkout. Go to Article One, that's O N E, eyewear.com, and enter Sidious at checkout to save 20% today. Back to the show we go. Have you had that moment in front of an athlete so far that you've been most starstruck by? Um, I you- mean, there's been a couple, there's like genuinely been a couple moments where I've just been like, um, and then sometimes I've like actually passed them on the street and I was like, mm-hmm. I, like I passed Carissa Swisher on the street and I was like, I couldn't not say, I felt like I was being rude if I didn't say hi. I was like, hi, Carissa, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> and like put your head down and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I saw, um, I saw Fred Curley and I wanted to say something, but I was like, I got a little nervous and, uh, same with like Michael Norman. I saw him, I saw Rye the other day outside the hotel, um, 
And I was I was gonna say hi, but then I I got nervous. And I didn't, <laughs> it's so. funny how like because you obviously have people come up to you that are shy and then the tables have turned a little bit and you know now i'm mostly trying not to do what people do that i find annoying which is like when you're on the phone or like they're like hi i don't mean to interrupt and i was like yes you do just (laughs) did did. exactly uh so i try to like and i don't want to you know you never know what kind of mental state people are in here like if they're like are they getting ready for a race? Do they, you know, like, ha- did they just race? Are they happy with how they did? Are they unhappy with how they did? So, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything that's going to mess them up mentally. So I'm kind of like, I'll just watch and, mm-hmm. you know. The post race where you're like trying to figure out, is it a congrats or right. are you okay? Yeah. Like, are we happy? Is. What do we do here? Wait, I haven't heard yet. Did Woody, is he going to get to make the final or? I had heard not he was heard protesting he- a second time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even see him fall. I just came. I saw him come back with like a. Right. All of a sudden, he was coming around with like a, a crazy shoulder. Yeah, it was. Um, that was yeah bizarre. But that uh, was like he was one of the people I saw going up the steps, and I went, you know, like what do you say after the race? Yeah. Right. Because I was I was right next to the stairs yesterday, and I was like, I mean, what do you what do you say? You want to be like, uh, just sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it, but yeah. So you're worried a little bit, worried about like, okay, are they getting ready for the race? Uh, are we relatable with that? Like, can we talk to you before a set or do we need to shut you down? I mean, and I'm that not, You need to focus and I don't want any of you guys around. I'm, I'm not, I know there are some comics really? who are like very much like before a show, like they need some time and some space. Um, I'm not really like that. I'm, unless it's like something that I'm like filming and I don't have it quite down yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I gotta take these less like, five or ten minutes to remember what to say (laughs) but um other than that i'm pretty much like because we do it so much that you know i'm and i don't it's not like i'm like changing into like a no i gotta get my game face on it's like no i'm just going on stage and doing more of this i don't know (laughs) is there a trial and error to comedy or like i guess what similarities are there in running like you're practicing like you guys practice as well and for the big one for the netflix special or like has there been anything from running that has kind of helped you it is a lot like i mean um high jump in particular is like you know because like you you high jump the best you've ever jumped maybe you know like uh and uh like uh, well, the Australian woman who just won, you know, mm-hmm. like she, mm-hmm. and I think that was her best jump ever, right? Yep. And, Tied the national record. Uh, she, you still after you do that, she's she's high jump. She's best she's ever jumped. She's winning the world championships. You still have to do another one and get out. Right. Um. So it's kind of that thing. It's like no matter how well you do, there's always another level to get to, and that's kind of how I approach comedy. Um, where you're you're never good enough. <laughs> Is it like what you know a thrower the second it leaves their their fingers they mm-hmm. know that it's a throw. Sometimes with jokes sometimes it's very much like the <laughs> as soon as you say it you're like that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, the opposite. So it's more the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some, funny in the hotel room. Yeah. Right? In my head, this was gold. <laughs> and it was also like five minutes, and then I said it out loud, and I was like, nope, that is bad, and uh, I'm going to have to redo that one. In that regard, uh, it's a lot like the high jump, right? Because the feedback's instantaneous, right? Yeah. The high jump bars down, not not good. Exactly, yeah. And, and you do know, like, right away, like, I mean, I, that's why... Comedy is so interactive with the audience. It's like you you need the audience to know if like, and you need a lot of audiences too, because mm-hmm. like that's why we tour so much is because you need to know like 
some some things work better in in different places and you're trying to get something that works the best everywhere um so there's a lot of trial and error and a lot of like word choice and you know um uh just like different ways of saying things. Sometimes you might make something longer and then end up shortening it. And um, the, the, the part about jokes is that like a lot of times, the first time you say it, it'll work. And the second time it won't. And then you got to like figure out, okay, is it the joke? Was it like, just like, there's like kind of like a first time glee in jokes sometimes that I think the audience can tell. And it, and then it's hard to capture that again. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like normally like around like the third, fourth, fifth time you tell a joke where you're like, okay, this one's, I think this one's a keeper. This episode of the Sidious Mag podcast is also presented by Hydro, a state-of-the-art rowing machine designed to transform the way you work out. Named Best Connected Rower in the Men's Health Home Gym Awards, rowing on the Hydro works out 86% of major muscle groups compared to only the 44% from cycling. That's twice the benefit in half the time. It's a perfect low-impact workout to add to your training cycle for both endurance and resistance training. I've actually seen some of the top professional marathoners using Hydra as a way to swap out their easy mile days to work up a little 20-minute sweat row. You can use a 10-minute breath row as a warm-up or cool-down before a big workout, or tackle one of the workouts on the Hydro. I know one of the things with at-home workouts is that you spend a bunch of time trying to figure out what class goes with what, Hydro provides the best full body workout. You don't have to figure out what classes to pair together. It's so much work because you're getting upper body, lower body, and core all in a single workout. Hydro's workouts are filmed live outdoors on waterways around the world from Boston to Seattle to Miami to London. Plus, one membership comes with unlimited profiles for the whole family. So you'll have access to live and on-demand workouts including rowing, Pilates, yoga, strength, conditioning, and more. With Hydro, you're guaranteed to get an incredible workout and experience a full body endorphin high. It's the Hydro High. Learn more at Hydro.com. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com. And for a limited time, you can use code Sidious100 for $100 off the rower, and that's stackable with any of their current offerings. Visit Hydro.com and use Sidious100 back to the show we go so we've got uh a michelle wolf super fan here in the building we've got david david come on come on and david! join sit right next to michelle oh no here because <laughs> grab that real quick this is how all the straight people acted when rg3 came by <laughs> i'm we've like seriously we've had a lot of like you know like we had ashton eaton earlier i'm like yeah. ashton what's up like i'm like very nervous right now oh, well. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no, what I wanted to ask is like, so I watched the break and like, I thought it was fantastic. And you know, like I looked at it in the camera, like Netflix, you guys are morons for canceling it. <laughs> but it was, it was like no other late night show that had ever, you know, existed, you know, just, it was so different in, t in terms of the vibe and the, you know, taking the formula and just turning it into something completely unique. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think a lot of us, we talk about sort of how to, kind of throw some curveballs into the track and field TV experience. And and obviously as an entertainer and and as we know now a track super fan, how do you feel like we could kind of 
like spice up the track and field TV broadcast yeah. for, for the fans. Well, first of all, thanks for watching the break. You're one of like 17 people who did. <laughs> the proud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that the whole time I've been watching where it's like, you know, I think there's a there's like an opportunity to like really get the crowd involved a lot more than 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 we we have been um, and having kind of like almost like a master of ceremonies on the track mm -hmm. like like kind of the whole time where it's like you know just make it an entertainment event like a little bit like a, a wrestle it up a, you know like make it a, <laughs> not like wrestling but like you know with that kind of like that kind of energy and like you know um acting like an idiot and kind of just like running to the sides of the stands and be like okay you guys you you know like um and you know like really I think what is a little bit missing from TV is that like all these things are happening at the same time and you don't sometimes all get that on TV and kind of like we had been talking about how it's like the like the circus aspect of it is like a little bit I I, I think it's very interesting to show and um, I also think somehow making it a little bit more relatable in the sense that it's like no what these guys are doing is like because when you see a thro shot put thrown that far, right. you 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 can recognize that it's far, but it's like you you don't really realize how far it is. And I, I wish there mm -hmm. was some way that we could kind of like even just have like a normal guy mm -hmm. throwing a shot put and be like, right. no, this we're is trying to pick it up. Right? Yeah, it was sixteen <laughs> pounds. You right. know, like <laughs> so this is why Chris is going to open for you on your next yeah, tour. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, just like um, and then again, like, you know, really letting the athletes personality shine, I think, is a big thing, too. And getting people excited about, like, who they're watching and why they're watching that person. And Some of the events themselves. Right. They lend themselves to comedy. Yeah. Right. Like the hammer throws funny. Yeah. Like you watch that. And I think that's that 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 could be really the guy running in a straight line. A hundred. Like you said, okay, who's chasing? That's easy. But some right. of the other ones, you know, the, the pole hammer vault. The pole vault is a great, crazy. I mean, there's a lot of comedy in the pole vault. I mean, like, and just having people commented on it, you know, like, uh, I, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to the people who are commenting on the race because I think they do a fantastic job. But it might be fun to have someone in there that's purely there for, like, entertainment or comedic relief that's, like, not just, like, you know, like, commenting on some of the things that like again like maybe normals would mm -hmm. you know be like you know fascinated by rather than like mm -hmm. the technicality of it well they yeah. did that with uh for the breaking two project they had kevin hart there exactly just, yeah you know, and uh, people love that you know and, and i think it also there's there's a little bit of a like track and field we take ourselves very seriously like yeah. this is very serious and introducing a little you know this show has been great just you know Having yeah. the athletes show like a little levity and a little self-deprecating, you yeah. know, humor—it's that that makes it more fun to not just be so serious and sincere yeah. the whole time. So you're available for any future broadcast, whether it's ESPN or NBC. I'm a, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll quit everything to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I said the other the pole vault, right? Because Brian talked about being on a bender the other night. Like, what drunk? middle-aged uh, young person adolescent male wouldn't try the pole vault oh yeah <laughs> they'd all be dead right i said yeah. it'd be the second leading killer among <laughs> young men in america behind you know uh, drunk driving but 
they would go out and try that all the time. Oh, they would. That, that's I think that is the sole reason why tracks have to lock that stuff up. <laughs> right. That's why you have a shed. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they'd be out there. You'd find like you'd wake up on a Saturday morning and be like, ah, oh, it's three more bodies uh, just uh, right, yeah. just strewn about. It'd be awful. Yeah, the, I just think that there's a way to kind of like personalize it and make it a bit more accessible. Um, because you know what they're—I mean, what they're doing is really cool, and mm-hmm. I don't know. So, final question that I've got for you, Michelle, is sort of: uh, What's the funniest thing you've seen, you know, at the track during this trip? Or I mean, it could be off the track. The mascot's head got stolen I for mean, a little bit, and they probably stole it so they could clean it. it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was filthy. Um, uh, um, I gotta say, one of the things it might not be the funniest, but I think it's the cutest is the little. Uh, it's the little throws car. Yeah. Yeah, it drives back all yeah. the implements. Yeah, but the long, I, I had to ask, I was like, what's that little car doing out there? And they're like, it's the throws car. And I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> yes. that's, that's great. You get someone riding on that thing. Like, I mean, uh, that's like, uh, it's also like a great lazy innovation. You know, like where someone was <laughs> right, just like, walk. I am not going to walk this back. <laughs> so It's so an I got... amazing machine too, right? Because every implement, somehow they get the hammer in it and right. they got a disc and the, this javelin yesterday is stuck in the back. Yeah. You know? They and thought the, of everything. And the shot put's kind of like the old-fashioned bowling alley, right? They just have the, the just kind of a uh, a track for it that goes up and you just put it in and it goes and it rolls back to them like, like it's returning it at a bowling alley. Yeah, it's which great. Which is also cool. Yeah. The biggest athletes, the smallest little car. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love it. Right. You're waiting for a bunch of Shriners to come walking out of it is really what you're waiting for. So, so I got one more. So, you know, obviously you're a big runner yourself and and a big track fan, but if you're putting together a comedy 4x4, four four, you get one of the oh. legs, but what other three comics are you tapping to, to really, you know, at least be somewhat respectable in your, in your relay performance? I'm, I'm doing this from a running perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like who you think could actually okay. deliver. Um, all right, so if I'm one of the legs, uh, oh man, there's a lot of out of shape comedians. <laughs> uh, I'd probably have to use Kevin as one of them, even though I don't think a 400 is his speed <laughs> uh, with those little legs. Uh, let me see. Um, well, we couldn't do Dave because he smokes too much. Uh, um, maybe, maybe John Mulaney. That's what I was just thinking. He's you got could that maybe cross country body. You know? Yeah, like swimmers build really. Yeah, I think if he trained for a minute, he could get there. Um, now that he got Kumail in like the Avenger shape, like yeah, I, I, I still don't think he could go fast though. Um, and let's see, I only have three. Who's the fourth one? Um, well, you're the fourth. No, no, no I'm, I'm three, including right. me right now. So me, Kevin, John Mulaney, and... Uh, um, it's a shame Louie Anderson's not with us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just well, you can go for the effect. <laughs> you can go for the mixed four by four and, and have another woman to bring it home. So that's the... Yeah, who can we get, um, again... Comedians well, not le- in great shape. She might not be super fast, but Leslie Jones is maybe the only comic who's a bigger track and field fan. Leslie you, Jones, so. yeah, Leslie. Leslie could uh, Leslie could put it together a pretty good lap, I think. It I think it'll be, be funny to watch lap. her run. Yeah, because I think she would get through the first hundred, and then she'd be like, "I'm not gonna do this anymore." <laughs> Stick wouldn't get around. That would be bad. Yeah, yeah. Michelle, uh, what are you looking forward to the rest of the meet? Um, I'm really looking forward to these 5k finals. Um, I'm very excited. I think, uh, I think, uh, we've got a real good shot with, 
um, some some of these USA guys. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and yeah, the 400 meter hurdles. Um, I think I think that's going to be a fantastic race. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think those. I mean, I've I've absolutely loved everything. And I know this is probably condescending to race walkers, but it's the most adorable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they are yeah, I was just like, this is to see them like just on the paths, you know, like yeah. just in real life. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and there's no mistaking them, right? Because you can take, like Kyle said, right, at one point, oh, we're just gonna, uh, yeah, there's nothing happier than going out for like a 60 minute run at eight minute mile pace. So, world class distance runners sometimes just run slowly and you look and like oh there's just another runner yeah there's no mistaking a race walker no right they, they you know exactly what that person does yeah there's nobody at the mall who's walking walks like that yeah it's completely unique they are their hips are on a swivel and these guys are ready to go <laughs> I, it is it's delightful <laughs> to really bring it to the u.s they should have the races in malls yeah i think that would be the yeah. you know the relatable just aspect of buzzing this. around that would be unbelievable when they come through so these guys, uh, this is a, 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 a to get into away from track, just into your line of work. Mm -hmm. I don't know that people appreciate how hard it is to be funny. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I worked and I considered uh, John Henson a really good friend. And so I watched him and I thought it's amazing because like anybody can tell one funny joke, right? right. Somebody slips on a banana peel, you can do that. Yeah. But to say, here's a microphone and say, could you just write me 10 jokes about that in 30 minutes? And that you guys can do that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's... um. Well, thank you. It's, it's a craft that's that I think people just go, oh, I know somebody who's funny. Right. But there's difference between somebody who's kind of funny and being a comedian. Yeah, you get a, you get a lot like, well, I'm the funny guy at the office, and I'm like, I'm sure you are, you right. know, like, and I'm happy for your office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into it, and it's um, you know, it's both on and off the stage where you know sometimes you've got to rewrite jokes, and one of the things that's most frustrating to try to describe to people about comedy is like a lot of the times it's just like you just need to sit and think or like you know like watch or observe or you know read some stuff and people will be like it doesn't look like you're working and you're mm -hmm. like no i'm i'm doing stuff you know <laughs> like um and and yeah i mean it's just it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of hours on stage and um developing your point of view and um, and your voice, because, you know, we all are talking about a lot of the same premises, but it's really about like how you feel and the more the more you know yourself and the more you figure out what your point of view is, the the more unique your jokes will be. And then do you have shows where since we're talking about the 5K mm. uh, where you feel like you're out in front and you just ran 13, whatever it is. And then that the guy who got great sympathy at the end of was I think it was the, the second so, and he came through like two laps down at 1604. And yeah. you have shows where you feel like I'm that guy too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> there are definitely shows where you're like, I am, I'm on an American record pace. And then there's other shows where you're just like, I mean, and you sometimes you know from the beginning, which is the worst, where you're just like, mm. oh no, there's like 50 more minutes. <laughs> the, the slog is on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you make it through. And, and I mean, every comic has like uh, just horror stories of the worst ones. But I had this one I was doing. Um, a private birthday party for um, like the ex-wife of a billionaire. So I think she was just trying Ooh. to spend money to make him mad. <laughs> and they hired me to do stand-up. And first of all, they said it was going to be a surprise. And I was like, absolutely not. This cannot be a surprise. <laughs> surprise stand-up is 
always bad. No one is ever happy to see it. Um, and so it was like me. And then there's like four circular tables. I mean, there was red roses everywhere. It looked like I walked into like an eyes wide shut party, <laughs> which is how I opened. And they didn't like it. <laughs> well, I remember just the experience of what, watching the White House Correspondents' Dinner right. and you going into that knowing, like, I'm going to be bombing in the room yeah. and killing to the audience. Well, that's what, <laughs> like, so, so many people have told me that, like, it's in the room, it sounds bad. It sounds bad in the room. And my friend texted me right before I went on, and he was like, remember, if the room is, if they're cringing, you're doing well. And uh, that's kind of when I, when they really felt them cringe is kind of when I really settled into that. And I was like, okay. This is going okay. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, to, again, draw the comparison between, you know, athletes and, and comics. You know, I remember um, hearing on a podcast one time, you know, Whit Whitney Cummings talking about how their stand-ups will talk about, you guys were saying normies are like civilians. Mm -hmm. And sh she was saying how it, it really is, it's like going into war and, and you have, there's this othering experience of like, this is something that people don't understand if you don't live in it. Right. And I think track and field athletes are the same way where it's just you can never have if you're not the person getting the most out of your body in such a, like, frankly, extreme way compared to the average person. Yeah. You just can't understand what that's like. And, and comedy has to be kind of the same way where it's just so unique that, that it's hard mm -hmm. to just explain to somebody who who isn't a professional stand up. It really is. Like. And it's like I think that's why stand ups kind of get, get we get along so well. And we also gravitate to each other when we're at parties or something like that but like there's there's so much work that goes into it behind the scenes like and like um like dave Chappelle, and he, he he doesn't really talk about this but like when he was shooting Chappelle's show he used to shoot a season of the Chappelle show immediately like literally that night after they wrapped get on a bus and he would go on tour for three months and he would do three shows a night which wow. is like mm. normally on the road like you know, if you're on the road uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you do one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. He was doing three shows a night, which is like, it's unheard of. He's the Anna Hall of stand up comedy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, like, you know, he's he's an excellent comedian and, and he was always very talented, but that, like, that amount of work is gonna like, it's gonna take you from like being like someone who's naturally talented to like, you know, you know, Ashton Eaton. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, on occasion, on SportsCenter, you'll do the show live, and then you have to do a second round of it it comes through. And on mm -hmm. occasion, there's even a third time. And the third time I have to even read the same story, it comes out like dust in your mouth. Mm -hmm. How do you tell that joke 200 nights a year and sell it like it's just as funny to you the first time you said it as the 200th time? It's it's hard, you know. Like you do go through ebbs and flows of the joke, where sometimes you're just like, I gotta drop this joke for a, like a like a week or two because I'm just like I'm getting sick of saying it, and I can feel it. It sounds like that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so you might drop it for a little bit and then pick it back up, or um, you just gotta kind of like find a way to have fun with the material. Mm -hmm. I know, like, there's been a couple times right towards the end of like getting ready to tape a special where I've just been like. I, I gotta just do crowd work. Like I don't like I don't even wanna I don't even wanna tell jokes anymore. I wanna like talk to the audience or or do something different. But um, it is a real like you you really have to work on it to make it sound like you're enjoying this right. set of words still. 
So, Michelle, I'm looking at the YouTube chat right now. You've incensed the uh, Racewalk community. Okay. <laughs> yes, is that's a, amazing. There is a ton. So if you've got Mission any... Mission accomplished by you. Before you sign the flag, do you have any final words? You can look into that camera right there about the Racewalk. Uh, well, good news, Racewalk community. I also thought of a bit I'm going to try on stage about you guys. So I think it's war. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you continue to just push the sport forward just with your fandom and sharing that joy with um with everyone because you know i i love it when you you know pop into the sidious mag you know instagram comment section because it shows you know that there's these people in high places that also enjoy the sport and so um any kind of ally that loves track and field is 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 great also yeah. if you're a track and field fan who's just learning who michelle wolf is first of all like get better taste yeah. in comedy <laughs> <laughs> and like second of all like she's very funny and you should watch her stuff yeah that does it for another episode of the Sidious Mag podcast. We'll bring you another interview from our Sidious Mag live show soon. Thanks again for listening and supporting all of our work during the World Athletics Championships. We're eager to keep the momentum going and share more stories around the athletes and people that make this sport the best. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to contribute to the show, back us on patreon.org or send over any tip or one-time donation to Sidious Mag on Venmo. You're all the best. Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.